from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from Change GPS. Joined with me, Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. We are brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software and the outsourced accountant. Take care of all your global resource needs. If you want to find out more, Google the outsourced accountant national Australian roadshow and head down there. Paul and I'll be at Melbourne. Paul, what are we talking about in this in-depth topic tonight? Thank you very much. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. This in-depth topic this week, David, is our coronavirus everywhere. Media are covering it like you wouldn't believe there is talk of an economic stimulus package. We're going to play treasurer for the night. We're going to play federal <laughs> treasurer. We're going to say, hey, what would you do? Big spender. What would you do if you were so, uh, Josh Frydenberg, if you're listening, well, these, are our, uh, these are our thoughts on economic stimulus to recover. Uh, on a serious note, we we aren't joking about this, though, David. We have come off bushfires. We have come off economic downturn. There is, uh, and the coronavirus has just added to it. It is just, it is insane what is happening at the moment and the economic flow-on effect. You, you basically can't get stock out of China. I've got clients who are... Not a good time to be a fancy online retailer. Stock is backing up the and 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 the the way that the media have whipped people into a frenzy has caused the closure of restaurants in Chinatown. David, like the the, the hysteria is just out of uh, out of whack. If we were to contribute the discussion around economic stimulus, what would we do, David? Where would you start? Well, first of all. The concept of stimulus is fascinating because we have a government who is elected on a policy base that was very narrow, but basically on the platform of we're going to keep things largely the same. We're not going to scare you. We're not going to execute massive system-wide change. Things are going to largely stay the same. And the Liberal Party doubled down on Liberal Party values, which were fiscal responsibility. I just saw a fascinating tweet uh, retweeted by the Cook Stephen Kukamalis, who is a very Labor economist, uh, basically proving that as a percentage of GDP, government spending is the highest it's ever been. Very, very interesting. That's a f- statement of fact. Really fascinating uh, position to be in. The point of an economic stimulus is twofold. It is to get people spending money so that the economy uh, keeps thriving, so that things keep going through the economy. So, that, and, and really what that means for you, dear listener, and your clients it does ultimately. I'm not. I'm, you know, trickle down economics is one thing, but trickle down to small business is very, very real. Small business is part of a big supply chain, particularly in the construction sectors. So stimulus has a role to play. Certainly, the big investment in schools during the GFC helped a lot and helped Shield Australia a lot. Maybe some of those other measures around then. You know, putting nine hundred dollars for each Australian into the pokies wasn't the greatest decision of all time. So we're going to go through uh, three things each. If we were the Tresh, right, if we were little Joshy, good tennis players, went to a nice school, sitting in a safe liberal seat where it's basically going to be impossible for me to actually lose my seat, what would we do? Number one for me, Paul, number one, 
I wouldn't reinvent the wheel. I would go to my favourite government department, Infrastructure Australia, uh, a.k.a. the Utopia show on the ABC, and say, what are your priority lists for infrastructure spending? Now, fortunately, dear listeners, I didn't know this existed. It's all published. Dated uh, February 2020. There the is infrastructure this, priority list. The infrastructure priority list is a real thing. It's a massive document. It is a summary document. Both links are in the show notes of the infrastructure priorities for Australia and then a one-page summary on each project, including, if you watch Utopia, the economic cost-to-ratio impact, the time to delivery, all these things that you – and you read this and you get the feeling this was written by public servants who actually know how to get stuff done and not politicians who just try to get political points. And it's actually a really interesting document. I wouldn't reinvent the wheel. I'd call up whoever's in charge of the infrastructure department. Maybe it's Rob Sitch, hopefully, because that would be hilarious, and just say, right, what can we start spending money on immediately? And there were a ton of zero to five-year projects in here, and just funding this stuff would increase business sentiment, and business sentiment matters. Uh, absolutely. I think the question for me is, is whether or not the, the getting the raw materials, <laughs> getting the raw <laughs> materials point. available. But what you that- Hang on a second. We just send China all of our raw materials they upgrade it a little bit and send it back. So maybe we'd have to invest in some local manufacturing as well. That would be add value to the products. There is a, a great school of thought about Australia needing to do that. Interesting one for me. This is a left field. You don't want to discuss mine at all? You just want to jump into yours? Uh, totally. Let's get open up the infrastructure spending. I, I think we have seen that in general um, over the last couple of budgets. But, 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 take, but the key to it, though, is take the politics out of it. Way too much politics and infrastructure spending in Australia. We can't build anything. China build a bloody military base in the middle of an island, build a hospital in a week. We can't build a road. Yeah. We can't We can't even we, we get can't. through the contract stage in Victoria of a road. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Without, without messing it up. Uh, no, I, I think very true. Uh, very good point, Dave. Uh, if one left field for me. Listeners, stay with me for those in accounting. For people familiar with the low-value asset write-off, the 20 grand limit, 25 grand limit, this is, a, this is. is This is a Paul Meisner idea, isn't it? This is new. This is, this, I'm, I'm liking this. You invented this before. Thinking. This is outside the Rob box Sitch. thinking. Rob, Rob Sid. Yeah. Love Rob Sid. Uh, <laughs> outside the box thinking. So <laughs> one of the things, David, when I'm going through accounts and, and stuff with clients is it's all well and good to say that the capital expenditure – laptops and and cars and other things that are under that 20 25 grand can be written off what if what if you broaden the base of that of that write off and you say the first 20 grand the first 30 grand the first 50 grand whatever it is of stock that often gets capitalized on the budget it's a timing difference it's budget neutral we're not saying give anything more we're not saying it's 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 the old one and a half, one and one point two five percent of the deduction. Um, this is just saying that you're not businesses that want to invest in stock as people recover that need to not only recover but also survive. They need to invest in that stock, but then can't afford afford the tax kick on the back of it. What if they were given? What are they? What if they were given that opportunity, David? Oh, I think it's interesting. 
It's very interesting. I mean, budget neutral too. I'm big on budget neutral. It, it is budget neutral. You know, it's 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 something that could form part of a stimulus pack because it yeah. it increases liquidity. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily spur investment, but it definitely for smaller businesses would increase liquidity. Whether it came through uh, the capital allowance measures or whether it was another version or extending, you could also extend the instant asset write off to include stock, which is a bit more of a temporary measure. So that kind yeah. of is around. You get dazzled every now and again when I know something about tax. Well, that's what you? I was saying though. I was saying increase the. But the interesting thing, when people talk about increase the base, they usually talk about the base of revenue opportunities. No, I guess. But it, it's, extending, it's extending the capital allowance and the instant. It's a great idea, mate. Right it's a great idea. To, because for me, the people will often talk about tax cuts. It'll often be about a discussion on, oh, well, you need to cut tax. But it's for me, it's the timing of tax is as important. I'm, As not. I'm personally for tax cuts for stimulus purposes. I'm not sold on it because it takes twelve to eighteen months for the benefits of those tax cuts to be lodged, and probably another. I'm making this up, but I just sort of based on experience, it's six to twelve months for it to be lodged, and then it's probably another six to twelve months for the benefit, the investment decision to be made on. Hey, we paid less tax. So what are we going to invest this in? Um, there's there's evidence in the states that tax cuts resulted in both greater investment and greater returns to shareholders. Uh, I think it was mainly greater well, returns to shareholders, was, was, wasn't it? Share return to shareholders. Yeah, I might fall on my was, sword on that one. It was share buybacks. Well, maybe it's not such a great idea to stimulate the economy. Filtered then. through to almost nothing, especially especially at the larger corporate end. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, but we've often said, David, that the tax cuts where you look at company tax rate exclusively uh, hurts small and micro business because they're often in a trust or in individual tax rates. And get, so yeah. so you can't, you know, whereas things like stock deductions and whatever what you can What percentage of your clients trade out of a trust? Just curious. 90. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very, uh, yeah. Do you just believe there's no enduring capital value in the business? Small and micro businesses take all their income, and yeah. so there's kind of no point to have that vehicle of the a balance company. sheet. Kind of doesn't exist. Well, the, 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 well, profit, does, gets doesn't. the profit gets locked in a company, and you can actually keep it in a company and reinvest. Generally, you're just reinvesting it anyway, and you're taking out all the profits. So, mm, okay. may as well be in and, and sharing it with the family. And there's, there's yeah. tax benefits. God bless the there. uni student child. What's your second? <laughs> One day. Uh, copying a model out of Israel, government-backed investment in startups. Israel's earned the title of the startup nation. Now, Australia, the, the concept of the innovation nation spectacularly almost cost Malcolm Turnbull an election. Well, I think it did cost him an election. No, uh, it, it wasn't received very well by traditional Australia, certainly not the traditional elements of the Liberal Party. Um, but in Israel, Israel's earned the moniker of the startup nation. It's a very innovative economy in part because of a government program where the government contributes government backing to private investment in the startup sector, amongst a range of other measures they do really well. Uh, pick up a book called The Startup Nation if you're interested in it. it. It's a fantastic summary of the policies and social structures that have helped make that happen. By doing this, you're actually taking a bit of a, an upfront investment in small business and, and startup business um, practice also setting Australia a bit up for the long term with a more modern style of economy that's reliant on technology businesses rather than, than our current heavy reliance on financial institutions and mining. Yeah, I, Israel is a shining example. I have a soda stream 
David. You do have a soda stream. Great example. As well, um, uh, interesting. I, I think but government, the government backing and owning uh, ownership share. I think that's a that's a big. That is a big but, but, ticket item. It, that it, would it take is, a lot more is, but thinking. We, but we have a mechanism. We've got it through. Uh, what's the fund called that um, Costello set up? Future fund. The future fund. That why, was to invest in listed shares. That's but not. Why, why can't the future fund put a an like super funds have a, um, a capital allocation for alternative investments? Why can't the future fund do it? In question without notice. In an era of, in our lifetime, unprecedented low income rates, mm. low interest rates, mm. not income rates. Interest borrow rates. up and invest in infrastructure. If you can, or if you yeah. can already borrow, I think it's, it's the some of the restrictions. And one of my points, not the next point, but I'll jump to it anyway. Increasing the availability, finding some way to. And it's always hard because we, we we did loosen the lending requirements. We got into a lot of strife, people and banks, uh, et cetera, generally off the commission-based payments, which hopefully have, have gone. Um, you know, but I, I, I don't wonder whether we can't leverage off some of the very low interest rates. I know the there has been history in the government extending credit to banks and extending credit on the proviso that they flow it through to small and medium business and to the economy. I, I think, you know, I always like those things that that are, are smart uses of money where you're not just giving it away. You're not just burning it. You're not just throwing it um, away. Are you so animated you just oh, punched I just, the wall? I just punched the wall. <laughs> no, I, I try not to make a big deal, but I was going to laugh. I knocked it with my elbow. Uh, I, I, I like that because I think that the, the, the only thing, the only thing that we can't do, in my opinion, just is purely just an accountant, is give away free cash. Like just give away cash like the Labor Party did with the 900, 450, whatever it was. I just think that was silly. Uh, not and it if cost you, not, a lot not, in the budget. Not if you held shares in aristocrat leisure. I don't think you'd think it was a waste of money. Very good time for the pokies and, unfortunately, the FL clubs back then as well. Uh, my next – look, extending your, your, your concept as well, um, the Australian Business Growth Fund I think still hasn't been passed by the Senate. I think it's still up. I don't think it's been passed yet. Um, we spoke about it previously when it was announced in uh, – it was announced before the budget last year – on budget night, Frydenberg said that they were going to approve it. They've allocated $500 million to go into the fund and it's designed to create more liquidity in the lending space for SMEs. This is money that the government will lend to the banks to then lend that's, to that's small business. That's where I got it from, yeah. Yeah, there you go. so um, what I want to see, first of all, pass this. Economists that, you know, I'm sort of reading some econom- economist recommendations. The stimulus would need to be um, $20 billion over for, for two years, so $40 billion total. 500 mil is actually a really, really small amount. This directly impacts small business owners. Um, put five mil, put um, put a billion bucks in this. Put two billion dollars in this. Create liquidity in the SMA lending space, and the smart, innovative, entrepreneurial businesses will find ways to spend it. My recommendation here's my big qualification: don't just let the big four do it. Because even though this is around, you are still stuck with big four credit mentality, which is to, despite their marketing messages, they do not back small business and every accountant, every accountant across Australia will back that up, extend it to the fintechs, extend it to the net, to, to the new lenders in the market, our mates at Judo Bank, let them play in that space. The, the banks, I think it's their problem is the legal the legal requirements and the, the lending limits and, and just the- the- nah, because they can put their own rules on the lending requirements for this debt package. 
Hundred, of course they can. It's it's the culture of credit that stops right. it. There you go. You came from a banking background. I, I did, will- and I got the reputation as an entrepreneurial banker, which was very damaging for my career because I struggled to get deals up. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, last one for me. Just interesting. Uh, a little bit around. The, clearly, everyone goes straight to tax cuts when they talk about stimulus. You know, I clearly think that's given the perilous state of the budget and the economy at the moment. Um, I think that certainly tax cuts are still only there for the people that would have made money anyway. You know, you, you're not supporting the ones who haven't made money. I think for me the two things you that are, that are possible, and I'll roll these under sort of smart tax cuts slash smart tax admin, uh, I'll, I'll roll them sort of into one, is more of the concept of a loss carry back rule where you sort of say, well, you had a particularly good year last year and you've had a bad year this year for factors that were, you know, we'll say economically out of your control. Let's try to in some way um, even that out. Let's some way do a loss clawback in terms of allowing you to take back some of the credits from that loss and not be as you're coming up now. We're coming up to uh, we're coming up to May. We're coming up to tax lodgement time for last year. Perhaps if we can uh, have some sort of mechanism where we can do that, that might be an option. Also, and I think the ATO, especially around the bushfires, has been tremendous in this. They've been on the show. They've been um, best on ground for this. Is just continuing to be a bit more uh, treading carefully on payment arrangements, payment terms, defaulting, garnishes, that kind of thing. It's a difficult time for the people who might otherwise miss out on the stimulus. I think that that certainly a smart, um, a smarter, a smart application of tax administration, be it in either delaying. Um, Delaying pay-as-you-go instalments, allowing people to perhaps opening up the next two quarters to change your pay-as-you-go instalment tax from the ATO rate to a self-selected rate, being allowing a bit more of a um, practical application more of pay vari- with holding variations. Of variations, yeah. I Sounds think like it- a lot of tax planning there, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Compliance. Ka-ching. Didn't you say there's no more tax planning we're able to do anymore? Well, if they change ago? the rules, they might. <laughs> um, no, but look, I, but I think that's smart. Like, I think the ability to sort of say, look, let's. If you meet certain criteria, certain postcodes, certain uh, ANZIC, ANZIC codes. ANZIC. Thank you very much. ANZIC codes, you are able to pause your instalments or the like um, if you meet certain criteria. I think we need to get smart about tax, certainly. I think we the last thing we do is just throw cash out into the wind. We've seen, uh, you know, we've seen pink bats. We've seen R&D. We've Solar. Seen We've seen a lot of stuff that uh, we've seen the nine hundred dollars. We've seen the the four fifty. It's not time for that. It's time to get smarter. I don't think the Liberal Party would do that. And more practical. Actually, did they do that? I actually don't know. No idea. What uh, you're? I think you're you're done. Yeah, we're done. Look, I think. Um, let's start a conversation about this. You know, these are our elected officials. It's our money that they're going to be spending or or our balance sheet that they're going to be borrowing against. Um, this is a really interesting time. You know, you've got a, a government that's preached fiscal responsibility. Morrison came out and said if there was a stimulus, it would be measured. 
But I just sort of get the feeling this Liberal Party could just talk the talk that Liberal voters want to hear. Uh, meanwhile, the Treasury is doing whatever it wants and it kind of all gets hidden. So because, you know, people have a short attention span. Nobody's reading budget papers like you and I, Paul. Uh, look, I think we are in... We are in line for a very difficult time in the global economy uh, and especially here in Australia. We need all the help we're going to get. We need to buy local. We need to band together. I'm trying to work with a brewery client, uh, David, up in uh, up near Canberra. I'm going to I'm going to be bringing some some regional beer to Melbourne to sell it. Keep an eye out for that if you want to support uh, support regional businesses stay tuned otherwise let us know let us know what you do in a an economic stimulus package have a great week have a great week everyone Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.